0: Hollywood's haunted, Hollywood's haunted I just, I just can't stand anybody my within my six-foot bubble. Six foot bubble. Um, um, and Tia is our other host. Of yeah. Um, and then myself, yep. Patrick. Uh, <laughs> we, are, we are here for another doozy. I'm another sure. doozy. <laughs> I gotta stop Honestly, saying the, doozy. Like, the best
1: thing to happen with quarantine is that nobody expects me to hug them anymore. Like, it was, it's like an expectation for girls to, like, accept hugs from any creepy man who's going to give you a hug. And yes. they're always like, I'm a hugger. And it's like, well, what if I'm not? What if I'm not? Get away from me. I don't know you. I'm a nutter. I'm yeah. A nutter. A yeah. Neck beard. Get away from me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, and I have yet, I have not had a man tell me that I need to smile while walking down the street. So that is oh, fantastic. Wow. You know, because women need to smile for men so they feel better about their lives yeah <laughs>
2: I don't think I've ever told a woman not to smile. well it's probably because you're that's...
1: inherently a good person it's true. you know not a huge d-bag so <laughs> yes. 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 Yes.
2: you heard it here first yeah. <laughs> it's been confirmed uh, well on that note
1: yeah let's start with the stories <laughs> let's, then. let's start
2: with the d-bags up to the d-bag. Sorry. I'm right here. I've
1: been having an angsty week and you know what let's just do the stories <laughs>
2: Maybe I should phone this in there. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Well, um, we we talked about um, Thelma Thelma Todd. Yeah. Uh, And I and I did not know who Thelma Todd was. I had never heard of her. Uh, When I saw her picture, very very pretty. Uh, My wife said that she kind of looked like a a Drew Barrymore kind of uh, look. Um, uh, She also was super blonde. I can can Um, see that.
1: I'm going to look her up real quick. Yeah, soon. no,
2: I at least yeah, the photo I that I kept see that. seeing, that there's one of this, like, when you kind of bring up her first stock photo, uh, she looks um, very glamorous, blonde, uh, pretty, not not necessarily skinny or fat, um, just like normal, like healthy. She yeah, looks healthy.
1: Yeah, a little bit Drew Barrymore. Uh, yeah, that's,
2: yeah, that's not the photo I was thinking of. But this one, Yes, maybe. that's the one I was yeah, thinking
1: of. And to me, I one. think that she, again,
2: doesn't look exactly like her, but just has that those features and kind of looks like her.
1: I'm gonna bring back this like side curl. Yeah, she's she's very
2: (laughs) she's very sexy. She's very pretty. That is Um, an interesting
0: use.
2: She was her nickname was the ice cream blonde. Yeah, not the platinum blonde, the ice cream blonde, which I don't. I guess vanilla ice cream. I would assume French vanilla. Vanilla bean? I don't know. She wasn't platinum blonde. So did you ever
0: have that like super generic vanilla from the supermarket? Yeah. That's like that in the weird, bucket. That, that weird yellow color. Like maybe <laughs> that's what it is. I, like I
1: mean, th- that just means you didn't tone your hair properly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I wouldn't know anything about that,
2: unfortunately. <laughs> but I, uh, I mean, she was very pretty, and it would make sense. Uh, uh, she she was um, Miss uh, Massachusetts at one point um but she was born uh july 29th 1906 so it makes sense that we didn't you know she's not a current movie star so it makes sense that we had never heard the name Thelma Todd before and when she won the beauty contest that's actually when a talent scout saw her and you know coaxed her to come out to Hollywood uh to do to get into showbiz uh she started she was signed by Paramount and when she got signed by Paramount uh the name Hal Roach sounds familiar to you guys indeed that yeah. dude guy. Yeah. Our, one of our favorites. He keeps and, popping up, I know. And his,
1: and his rapist uh, farm. Yes, yeah, right.
2: he's popping up. <laughs> rapist
1: here. ranch. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh, but he saw her and um, he, he convinced her to, to basically, like, saw her doing a couple short films and whatnot uh, and got her to sign and start doing comedy bits. So she was very well known in the comedy circuit. Um, usually playing the straight woman in it, but um, they kind of wanted to make, like, a female version of Laurel and Hardy. And so she was kind of she took on that that role so she did a lot of short films it wasn't a lot of long uh, she she filmed over 100 and almost 120 movies or film shorts in her short career i mean she was only in hollywood for about what 10 years or something so um so a lot
0: yeah
2: uh in that time again she started doing all these um these shorts uh these comedy shorts with like people like buster keaton the marx brothers laurel hardy and, and from there again she 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 spawned this career um she wanted to get more into serious acting and stuff so she pulled back from that and uh started to, to appear in larger parts and full-length movies and whatnot um and she got uh she in 19 1930 well, that was about 1930 early 1930s 31 to 33 give or take in 1931 she films uh a, a movie called Corsmere? C- or, sorry corsair excuse me uh, Corsair, which was directed by a guy named uh, Roland West, all right, and actually they become they it's kind of similar. is best not my Roland West? I didn't see any other movies. But... That was like kind of they said his career kind of fell off after that movie. Oh, okay, so I don't know if there was other films that he did. Nothing popped up like oh I know that movie I've heard of that one, um, but her and Roland actually became kind of romantically involved I guess, and it's a bit confusing here because it seems that uh, she or he was married to. Uh, to someone, while they were dating, and apparently the wife didn't really seem to have a problem with it, if mm-hmm. I understand it correctly, like it, it was she's just...
1: just a big Thelma Todd fan. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's
2: where it go. Maybe that's where it is. Exactly. That very well, not... could oh, be. Oh, are you
1: gonna see Thelma again? <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Uh, his wife's name was Jewel Carmen. Jewel. I thought that was an interesting first name. Jewel Carmen. Jewel Carmen. That sounds... I know. She sounds very exotic, right? Yeah. Like, like an exotic dancer with like, a lot of fruit. You're gonna like, you're gonna cheat on Jewel I Carmen with like Thelma, Todd. Thelma Todd. Thelma Todd, I know you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Thelma Todd doesn't even sound like yeah, that,
0: that, that's that's super yeah, that's a switch. <laughs> that's her real
2: name too. Uh, Thelma Alice Todd. So she didn't change she didn't her name change and it. she didn't do the, wow. the movie star thing, yeah. So I thought that was kinda neat too, but it's yeah, bold. <laughs> well,
1: you know, you can pronounce it, so <laughs> absolutely. That's a, that's a really good point. Yeah. It, yeah.
2: <laughs> but she, so she, she gets kind of romantically involved with, with Roland West and, and they're kind of a couple for a little while. And then I think after that, it just kind of, the relationship dissolved. she went on. She was, you know, seeing other people married, whatever. Um, but her, uh, her and Roland actually, um, decided to open a restaurant. She, she knew that she had a shelf life as an actress and really wanted to have something to fall into when, when the, the role started drying up. uh, And so she decided to open a restaurant and she really, it was on PCH. um, And she basically wanted to bring in the taste of uh, New England to the restaurant, you know, um, Mm -hmm. lobster, Maine lobster, oysters, mussels, things like that. Uh, So that was the key was to kind of have an East Coast, since she was from Massachusetts, Mm -hmm. had that style of food. Mm -hmm. Um, So it opened up and it was very popular. A lot of actors and stuff were hanging out there, going there. P- obviously people that were uh, uh, into the movies and wanted to meet her and see her would go down there. So it, mm-hmm. it did well. Um, I don't think it was necessarily making money for them, um, but, but it was surviving and it was doing well. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah. And the building that they show for the, the photograph, again, I, I think I've seen it before. It's it's definitely, I'm pretty sure it's on the
0: PCH. Um,
2: you
1: should go try to find it. Right.
0: It's, yes. also, it's also interesting selling Maine lobster when you're like a hundred feet from the yeah right from the, from <laughs> the ocean. That is kind of funny. It's funny I was looking at photos today
2: of yeah, lobster can like shift in like hundreds of, yeah, right. hundreds of miles. Pay hey, all, all these bills
0: to get in you're yeah, like could have yeah, just right, gone on this. Exactly. <laughs> so this is from Maine, but, but to be to be fair, like and yeah, it is different. Maine lobster is from and Maine. the
1: way they it's make so good, yeah. like clam chowder in New England versus. Like West Coast clam chowder that's is definitely a, that's a really different. Good point, yeah. I would know. Monterey yeah. is all about the right. clam chowder. Yeah. That was, pretty which awesome. is
0: my
2: hometown. Shout out. Woo, woo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you go. Well, really? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it, basically, um, she she uh, she's running this. You know, she's running this 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 restaurant and balancing her film career and. um while she's filming, or while one night she basically sat okay, so Saturday night, December fourteenth, nineteen thirty-five, uh, she goes to a dinner party that's thrown in her honor. So she shows up to the party. She's having a good time, um, and it's getting late. So Roland is like, "I'm I'm leaving, but I'm gonna lock up everything by two o'clock. If you're not home, I think they were kind of implying that she he was worried about her drinking too much and and partying too much, mm-hmm. um, and she kind of she kind of brushed it off. Uh, she even made a bet with like uh, some people that were at the party that she was like, you know, I bet you won't come in tomorrow. If you do, I'll give you a free meal uh, to you know, into a restaurant. So she you know, made these plans and stuff. And uh, as the story goes, when she left the party, it was, it was lit after two o'clock. So her uh, chauffeur dropped her off in the, at her, um, uh, at the restaurant because upstairs from the restaurant was two apartments, uh, two or three apartments and her and Roland actually lived in separate apartments above the restaurant. Roland had, Roland with his wife, Jewel, had a restaurant, or had a house just a few, like a, like a block away, it wasn't very far mm-hmm. from the actual restaurant. But it was more up the hill, you know, obviously the PCH is along the face of uh, mm-hmm. the cliffs and stuff. And so I think the restaurant was at the bottom of that cliff and they, so you had to walk up all these stairs and then go up to the house. So it wasn't, you know, wasn't that far, but you know, you had to climb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you're rich, you don't climb, right? So mm-hmm.
1: they had <laughs> the an <restaurant. laughs> apartment above the restaurant,
2: <laughs> she had an apartment above the restaurant, Kind of weird but uh but so he dropped her off there and dude you know true to his word he had locked up the apartment so uh she decided to go up stairs to the house and get in or get into the house with, with there now this is where the story gets a little bit confusing uh jewel reported to the newspapers the next day that uh sorry not sunday but monday that she had gotten into an argument with uh thelma and locked her out. Then another thing said that it was Roland that accidentally locked her out. Uh, and then there was reports that like she, you know, they, basically um, she, some she didn't want to bother them to wake them up. It's late at night. It's four o'clock in the morning. She doesn't want to cause a scene. Apparently, she had broken a window before to get in, and they were just like, you know, They're you know right. have to do yeah. yeah so yeah, she I'll felt that yeah. yeah, you know, what however she was if she was intoxicated whatever. So she goes into the garage and um, gets into her car, starts up her car and doesn't leave the door open and she dies from carbon monoxide poisoning, Damn. okay? So this is Sunday morning at like four in the morning, the night after the party, mm-hmm. yeah. So apparently she's not discovered all day until Monday morning when her maid, uh, Mrs. I think it's Mrs. Whitehead, if I'm not mistaken, um, she finds, she goes downstairs and is like doing stuff around the garage and doesn't notice her until like a few minutes for, doesn't re- like recognize her for a few minutes or realize that she's in the car. Excuse me. And uh, so she goes over and she opens the door and she's like slumped down she's got like blood under coagulated underneath her nose a little bit, but that's like kind of the only sign. Nothing's stolen. Nothing's, nothing's awry. Nothing's weird. However, the, the ignition is on, but the car is not running and apparently there was still gas in the gas tank so the question comes into play was this a suicide or an accident or a murder and that's where the story gets a little murky um it was ruled a, it was ruled an accidental death with possible suicide when the coroner did the coroner report he didn't find any other abrasions other than something from like her lip which apparently like when she maybe slumped forward and hit her lip on the on the steering wheel so there was that but then you go back and we start kind of investigating a little bit more, then there's people that say that she had cracked ribs and this and that. So where the story goes, who's got the right facts, let's say, and which are are imagined or or rumors or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's where it gets a bit murky. And when I when I went through and, and read it, to me it seems it seems very much like an accident. Again, nothing was stolen. Um she didn't have any, it, she certainly was, didn't feel, they didn't feel like she was going to commit suicide because one of her friends was like, of course she was, in good, she was in good spirits. But she had all these, un- she had like a hundred unwrapped presents uh, because it was December you know, 16th, so it was close to Christmas. She had all these presents that she was planning on sending out. Mm-hmm. And who would, you know what I mean, who would go through a lot of trouble and do this? be like, ah. <laughs> That's yeah. Right. Yeah. like yeah. forget it. Uh-huh. Like, I, you know, I
0: have wrapped presents and we would, would rather go the other way around. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I spent all
2: that money and time to kill myself so um so there was a lot of theories as to as to you know was she murdered was it suicide and there was things that definitely leaned towards it more so um than other stories that I've, we've talked about with with theories and conspiracy theories and whatnot um some things to note uh she she was married at one time to a guy named um pat or pasquale as you know mm-hmm. is that your full name pasquale yes yes pasquale, yeah, I mean. that's what i thought I thought. It was very Spanish, Pat right? Squall. Pat Squall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's was Pascual De, De Coco. Uh, De, De Sico. Sorry. De Sico. Uh, Pascual Disco. De Sico. Um, but he uh, he was kind of known to be kind of a thug and he was an associate of Lucky Luciano. So well-known that is, like, the gangster, the yeah. well-known gangster, Lucky Luciano. Now the, um, name, now the name makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Funny side note: they get divorced. Uh, him and Thelma get divorced, and he goes on to marry Gloria Vanderbilt. Do you guys know who Gloria Vanderbilt is? She's yeah. like super rich yeah. in, uh, aristocracy. She's very, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, very one of those wealthy families. But she is Anderson Cooper's mother. So you know the mm. the uh, oh, that's right. famous uh that's news broadcaster Anderson oh, Cooper, yeah, 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 crazy. Crazy. not his father. She was married four times. The fourth fa- the fourth husband is Anderson Cooper's father. Um, but I just thought that was kind of interesting. Huh. Side note that, yeah, that is crazy. Could have been his well, I would have been his stepdad because he wasn't born yet, right? Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> so, but he married Gloria Vanderbilt. So interesting. Um, so because of that, there was some rumors of that Lucky Luciano approached Thelma Todd about opening up a, a gambling area above the restaurant and mm-hmm. she was like, no, over my dead body. And he was like, that could be arranged. So that was supposedly <laughs> overheard, you know? Yeah. Everything is always like supposedly overheard or, you know what I mean? So there was some <laughs> speculation on that, uh, yeah. where whether the mob was involved um, but she really, you know, everything that I read, there was never any kind of, like, she did have enemies or this and that. Mm-hmm. There was a guy that was trying to blackmail her. Uh, not, bla- not, bla- uh, not blackmail, what was it? Um, what's the word? Extortion. Uh, he tried to, he, uh, she received extortion notes um, and, like, with, like, threatening with death unless, you know, $10,000 is paid. Um, and then two guys were arrested in New York for it. So mm-hmm. there was that. But I mean, it, I don't even think, like she didn't even really bring charges. Like she was like, whatever charges they bring against them, I'm fine with, like, I, I just don't want to be involved in it, you know? mm
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, So, yeah, I, I definitely, it definitely get, gave me the impression that, other than that supposedly lucky, lucky Luciano thing, there wasn't any ill will towards her as a, as a person. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would bring up like, say like Marilyn Monroe, where she could have had all these high power secrets. Right, was, yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so as far as I know, or as far as I could tell, um, I could see again why, you know, cause then there's, again, with the cracked ribs, I didn't see that in the coroner's report and, and maybe I didn't see the official coroner's report, but you know, they said there was no signs of struggle or anything like that. It definitely had like, it was like her blood was like 75% saturated with carbon monoxide, So it was like definitely, that was it. But you know, so yeah. th- th- if you want to find things about it, you know, I could definitely, you know, there was so many different what ifs, but it's certainly you know. The, I think the mom said something about it, but then the, then they were like, well, the mom said that she was going to buy a mansion, and apparently she was supposed to inherit all the money. And before she died, she was like, I'm going to build a mansion. Everyone's like, well, with what money? Yeah. You know, and mm. it, so, but I mean, like, is that all hearsay? Did she really say that? You know, what I mean, so. Yeah. Uh, I think it, I think if you like to look for conspiracies, this is a good one to kind of nitpick over. Mm-hmm. But it really does seem like it was just kind of a tragic accident that she was uh, another reason people like well it was cold out but she had a mink coat on you know and I was like well you yeah, know maybe I don't know yeah. he said that she knew a lot about cars that was another thing she really liked cars so she knew and it was apparently right. there was a PSA going around about carbon monoxide poisoning and people like warming up their cars in their garage and stuff but she was yeah. she was
0: drinking though right like she, not, was, she, she was she yeah. was partying yeah, um, so. it was like three four o'clock in the morning so and then all of that there's so much of that is out the window then yeah, yeah. like
2: now it's the Sunday that after she died i thought that was a little weird because she stayed in the she was in the garage the whole day and the next night you know they didn't find her until so monday in the morning
0: full a full day so it was a
2: full day um but the people <laughs> the people that she offered the dinner to they did show up to collect her free dinner and uh they made a point to be like oh yeah they actually were like they gave them the free meal and stuff which i thought was kind of funny that hmm. they're like yeah they ate for free and it, but i mean they're like where is she and they're like oh she must be at her mom's like she doesn't come in sometimes on the weekends mm-hmm. so that wasn't unusual for her not not to show up on a Sunday, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. But again, this kind of shows that she didn't have the intention of committing suicide because she made plans with people. And, That's true you too. Know yeah, what I mean? So, yeah. um, the presence and all that. Yeah. 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 So I don't think, and I don't think there, there wasn't anything where they're like, oh, well, she was known to be kind of depressed again, like Marilyn Monroe, where right. she was doing these suicidal threats and and you know not intending to go out with them all fully, but. Mm-hmm. just cry for help kind of thing mm-hmm. so and it was, so there was none of that either so you know again with all those facts kind of lining up it does seem like more you know the cracked ribs i'd be interested to kind of look more into if that really was a thing or if that's just something that people kind of slipped in there yeah um
1: i mean it's so easy for rumors though to like catch air and like snowball you know yeah like, so 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 easily like pat story which he's gonna do in a second. Like. uh the Brittany Murphy story, like, I, like, had so many, before I knew this story, like, I had so many, like, oh, yeah, well, she died of a drug overdose, she Mm -hmm. was a drug addict, like, but that's, like, that's, I'm spoiling it, but that's Mm -hmm. not true, right? you know, and we're gonna learn about that in a second, but, yeah, it's, like, so easy for people to be, like, oh, well, Especially when it's about movie stars, I, feel, I, th- I think you know? yeah,
0: that's 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 the big thing. Yeah, is when it's about movie stars, like because then because when they make these documentaries, these people need somebody to talk to to get a historical record of certain t- times and dates of this person that passed away. So they have to pay these people to put them on camera, you know. So like these people will you know like give up you know any type of information or embellish information, yeah, you know, because they're on camera. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's weird because yeah, then they're starting to throw people under the bus and stuff. It's, yeah, it's it's strange. I think it was like that in this, like researching this, but I think in all of them, like every documentary, it's mm. like that. well, yeah.
2: kind of. When she died, it, it they did seem to want to move on quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he changed the name. Pretty soon after the restaurant, because it was called like Thalma Todd's Cafe
0: mm-hmm.
2: or uh, Sidewalk Cafe, I think is what it was called. The official name, Thelma Todd's Sidewalk Cafe. Uh, he changed it to Shea Roland. Ooh. Shea Roland. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, then, like cool. the other weird thing was that she had she had one more movie to come out, and when it was, she had filmed all of her parts and everything when she when she had died. Yet when they released the movie, they they redubbed like all of her scene. They like dubbed over her voice, and they only cut her out of like all the movie except for like mm. one dance scene. So I thought that was kind of strange too. It's like you would think that they'd want to capitalize, uh, yeah, uh, actually, on that last movie. That last footage, yeah, yeah. And like, they nowadays, were nowadays like, like buried her
1: with Heath Ledger, you know, yeah, and a lot of stars. They still, or even like
2: true. what's her name uh, when we were talking about a couple of weeks ago? There, um, sorry, I'm forgetting what her name is now. Jean Harlow. You know, yeah. we were talking about how she had filmed almost all of her scenes and they used like body doubles and her, her yeah. sister, I think, in one scene, yeah. you know, so and and that movie ended up being the second biggest movie behind Snow White. So it was like, yeah. I'm surprised that Paramount wasn't like, shit, let's capitalize on this one last movie that she's going to get. And they were like, yeah. you know, let's just bury it and move on. And so that was a little bit strange, too. Hmm. So there are strange things that, that happened, but that doesn't necessarily mean there was a conspiracy for it. It just yeah. could mean that the, the movie is looking more at the big. The money aspect and like it's a scandal it could be this it could be that right. um, so yeah it was a very interesting story so uh, another another good story to learn about that i had never heard of again not even knowing the actress um but it did co- cause quite stir. a lot of people showed up for the funeral uh it was they had the i think the the um ceremony was down like on hollywood boulevard area and they had like, forty thousand people showed up or something wow pretty crazy so she was definitely very Again, she was more of a comedy actress, but she mm-hmm. was very well known. 120 movies—that's a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah that's that's a lot. Yeah.
2: I mean, she had like 49 shorts of her own. Again, that she was kind of like the star of. Wow. You know, so but they were only 17 to 25 minutes long. They were. Yeah,
1: right? but those were like a big deal back then. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like yeah. comedy shorts or just in general. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So
2: yeah. Was, yep. So that's the uh, the the ice cream blonde story.
0: That's, yeah that's that was, that's insane yeah.
2: interesting well take it away pat i'm here interested to hear about oh, uh, that, like, oh thought thought next, i'm sorry i'm yeah, sorry yeah. don't forget <laughs> about me you got, you got them all jazzed up i thought you were bringing them in
1: i, know. <laughs> I well i thought we would go in chronological that's right. order that's right no please uh but yeah but yeah like i told you earlier apologies in advance i set out to make three pages of notes and keep this concise and I now have eight pages of notes sitting in front of me, so it's a good one though. Love and it. I use big font and I double space, so it's deceiving. Um, but I'm going to talk about uh, the tragic death and life of Natalie Wood. So uh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. Yeah. Put
2: your life preserver
1: on. <laughs> God. Really. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Um, So, first off, I got my information from, uh, a little bit from Crime Watch, uh, a documentary called Too Young to Die, Um, BuzzFeed Unsolved, talking about Natalie Wood, a little bit from them, uh, and uh, a lifetime intimate portrait portrait of Natalie Wood uh, in 1996, which was hosted by Katie Wagner which was such a very, very strange documentary to watch because it it is definitely uh, one-sided. Biased as hell, yeah. So Katie <laughs> Wagner is not Natalie Wood's child. She is only Robert Wagner's child. Mm. Uh, now Natalie Wood's two daughters, um, Courtney and Natasha, were in the documentary. But their part was obviously edited, fully edited to only basically say good things about Natalie Wood and about uh, Robert Wagner. So, uh, you'll see why. Yeah, that's
2: kind of odd that you would hire one of the people on the boat to narrate the story.
1: Yeah. Well, well. She was the
2: daughter. She was the daughter. But Robert Wagner
1: is in the documentary quite a bit. Oh, I'm sure. Quite a bit. And he has like no, no. He has like, no. Like, Call it a documentary if it's made right right by heads. you. <laughs> this is like a Scientology video. It now. was it was very <laughs> disturbing um, to watch because he he definitely has this opinion of Natalie like like he fucking tr- treats her like she's this like beautiful child you know like he definitely has this uh, it creepy just, weird thing going. It just on. made me so upset you know. Uh, but you also see like a little regret you know, a couple times as well. And then like his opinions on the mom, which actually you know, were warranted because she is crazy. Natalie Wood's mom, definitely definitely a stage mom, which yeah. is pretty ironic because uh, Natalie Wood would go on to play Gypsy. And if you ever know the mo- the movie Gypsy is about Gypsy Rosalie, but it's mostly about Gypsy's overbearing stage mom. And that's very close to Natalie Wood's actual life. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah no. Yeah, so let's get into it, okay? Oh, uh, so, Natalia Nikolaeva Z- Zarenko was born hmm. July 20th, 1938. Uh, her mother was a former actress and baller- ballerina who loved Hollywood. She grew up in Santa Rosa, which is just north of San Francisco. Now, in the summer of 1942, the production of a film called Happy Land uh, was filming up in Santa Rosa, when Natasha's mother heard the director heard that director Irving Pitchell, was looking for a little girl as an extra for to have a small part in the film, she brought uh, young Natasha to the film set to watch the production. And when there was a break in the action, uh, Natasha's mother uh, Maria, I think, was her name. Uh, told young Natasha, go over there and sit on the director's lap and sing that little Russian song that you know. So she did. She walked straight up, she did what her mom said, walked straight up to this guy, sat on his lap and sang this song and he's obviously impressed by this beautiful little girl singing this Russian song. But that like is also kind of like a symbol for how uh, Natalie would kind of live her life like, constantly seeking the approval of men, using men to, you know, go up the ranks and depending on men quite a bit. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Let's continue. So she gets the mm-hmm. part of the little girl and sh- who drops her ice cream in the movie. It's just a small little 40-second part that changed her life. So her mother apparently was uh had talked to a gypsy at some point who had foretold that her daughter would be one of the greatest things in all the world Mm. but also warned her to be aware of dark water dark water should be something that she feared this is just a rumor though uh in one of the documentaries one of uh natalie's young friends from santa rosa a, a guy named ed i unfortunately didn't get his last name but He was pen pals with, they were children together, he was pen pals with her uh, pretty much her whole life up until she passed away. Uh, He explained that as a kid, she was always afraid to go swimming or get anywhere near water, so this is legitimate. So Natasha's mother moves the family to Hollywood, and uh, quickly young Natasha, uh, becomes the breadwinner for her family. Uh, she ends up being in Irving Pitchell's next film, a movie called Tomorrow is Forever. For the audition, though, she needed to cry, um, because in the scene she is sitting on Orson Welles' lap, and she needs to cry because I believe her parents are killed by Nazis or something like that in the film. So in order to get young Natasha to cry, her mother... Pulls her around the corner, has a jar with a butterfly in it, pulls out the butterfly and rips the wings off the butterfly. What in front
0: the fuck are you serious? And then sends her, her into what? the audition. Now, there were lots what? of
1: stories about this of getting reactions out of her from anywhere from ripping the wings off of a butterfly to talking about how she killed birds and ripped wings off of birds just to mess with her daughter's head and get her to this point. But, uh, so she gets the part <laughs> in the film.
2: <laughs>
1: she becomes a star. They change her name because Natasha Nikolaeva is a little bit too, was it Natasha? I'm not even going to try. Too it. forward. It's a little bit much, you know. So they change Natasha to Natalie, and they change her name Would uh, David Lewis and William Go- Goetz, executives at RKO, change it her last name to Wood in reference to director Sam Wood, who was one of their friends. They're like, hey, my buddy's got a good last name. You've got his, <laughs> to be like, You've got his last name now. <laughs> yeah, you know, which is weird. like dude, like, so like she has to have this man's last name who she doesn't that's, even know. It's just like Hollywood so
0: that's so random, yeah. Uh, I was wondering, yeah, I was like that's not so an excuse for it. Anymore. She
1: gets she gets the leading role in Miracle on thirty fourth street, which is probably one of her better known roles. She's the little girl in that. Uh, Maria would go on to say, her mother would say, God created my daughter, but I made her. (laughs) Yep. And Uh,
0: I can take her apart. So
1: Natalie really, really wanted to be the best and impress her mother and be a good child. And uh, so she would memorize her lines. She would memorize everybody's lines in the scenes. And she was, Uh, became known as one-take Natalie because she was this amazing child who would get it down in one scene. That's pretty cool. You know, but also her mother is, you know, torturing her psychologically. So, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, anyway, so she spends her entire childhood on film sets attending the studio school, which is about three hours a day. She develops insomnia as a young child. She has to sleep with over 100 dolls in her bedroom just so she wouldn't feel alone.
2: Oh. Okay.
1: (laughs) As I glance over at my pile of stuffed animals. um, (laughs) Exactly. I'm only 30 with like a pile of stuffed animals.
0: Like, Hold on. Shh, Shh, guys.
1: guys.
0: (laughs) We're recording. Keep it down over there, hippopotamus.
1: Um, (laughs) So uh, when she's young, she meets Robert Wagner briefly at a studio... Uh, and exclaims to her mother, that's the man I'm going to marry. You know, something a little girl would say. You know, he's probably 18 at the time. And she's probably like 11. So at 11 years old, she makes a film called The Green Promise. Uh, In a scene, she has to cross a bridge during a storm. Now her mother tells her it's going to be okay uh, for her to cross the bridge. It's safe, even though she's terribly afraid of water, which is... I think a fear her mother put on her because of this gypsy foretelling this, So uh, the bridge in the scene collapses, but she doesn't know this. And uh, young Natalie falls and breaks her wrist. Now her mom doesn't want to take her to the doctor because she doesn't want to stop filming. And she doesn't want people to think that her daughter is weak or a problem or there's any issues. So she's like, okay, no, no, honey, you're fine. And her wrist ends up gro- uh, healing crooked. And for the rest of her life, she would wear a bracelet to cover up uh, this injury. So mm-hmm. in every movie except for one, she's wearing a bracelet over her wrist. Wow. She makes over 20 films by the age of 16. Wow. Uh, there is a rumor that she's attend- that attended an audition at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel when she was around uh, 15 or 16 years old. Uh, it was a well-known actor who is starting a movie studio who takes her up into his hotel room, and unfortunately, there is a Harvey Weinstein incident there, and the police are never called.
2: Mm. And she's how old? 16?
1: Um, they didn't exactly say, but I would assume she's, uh, this 15, is before 16. Rebel Without a Cause, so I'd assume she's about anywhere from 14 to 16 years old. Mm. So... Anyways, that was just like a rumor, but I mean, I believe. Sounds, it's
2: it. pretty plausible. Yeah. Uh,
1: so she wants to break out of this goody good child star image, and so she finds a script of Rebel Without a Cause. Now, up to this point, her mom has been picking out all her roles for her, and she's like, "I want to play, I want to play Judy in Rebel Without a Cause," and her mom's like, "No, no, no, you're not at all." Mm-hmm. Uh, and the director also thought that she was, you know, too pristine, clean cut, and wholesome for this role. So what she does is she goes out drinking with Dennis Hopper, who uh, was going to be in this movie as well. And she gets into a car accident, and instead of calling her mother to come visit her at the hospital, she calls director Nick Ray to come see her hmm. in the hospital because she wanted to be. She wanted him to see her, you know, kind of being this badass i went out drinking i got in a car accident look i'm in the hospital
2: Oh, okay, got it.
1: so That's he comes fun. to That's see fun. her and the first thing she says to him is you know what the doctor called me he said i was a goddamn juvenile delinquent mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. nick ray tells the doctor you take care of that patient she's gonna star in my next movie
2: oh there you go you got the podcast so
1: yeah <laughs> Uh, so during filming, Natalie is rumored to be dating James Dean and Dennis Hopper at the same time and also dating director Uh. who, uh, Nicholas Ray, who is 30 years older than her.
2: Well, all three at the same time, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of big fish. Wow, uh,
1: she is nominated for an Oscar and signs an exclusive contract with Warner Brothers. Uh, she dates Elvis for a while,
2: really? Yeah, I didn't know that, but uh.
1: Rumors have it that she was terribly bored with him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) she dated this like world class director, this like older gentleman, and then she just kind of saw Elvis as like this boring kid, you know. So, I'm just looking at the ghost behind you. Uh, Yeah, I saw you turn around. (laughs) No,
2: I I think I heard your cat like banging on the door. Oh no, she left in the bathroom. I don't know. Maybe think this is kids. Oh. Maybe those, those damn Damn, do you
1: fucking hear them upstairs? Jesus oh, yeah. fucking Christ! Like, control your fucking crotch um, spawn. <laughs> Sorry, I love kids. I oh, just,
0: <laughs>
1: just not, them. love them.
2: Just not those kids. Love them to
1: death. Uh, oh, so, hilarious. so she dates Elvis for a while, but she kind of finds him boring. So she doesn't. That doesn't really pan out to anything. Uh, she starts to self-medicate with alcohol and relationships. You know, she's just kind of promiscuous, quote unquote, you know. Losing uh, dick. So her mother kind of wants to steer her in a good direction, and so her mother sets her up on a date with Robert Wagner. Their first date is on a yacht. A year later, they're married. Uh, she attends the actor's studio in New York, she gets the lead in Splendor in the Grass. Uh, in this movie, she is forced to take off her bracelet in the bathtub scene. The director would not let her wear a bracelet in the bathtub. And so there's this, that scene is very um, emotional. Uh, basically, uh, her mother in the scene accuses her of being promiscuous or having sex with this boy. And the mother says, he didn't spoil you, did he? And she flips out and is like, no, he didn't spoil me. He didn't spoil me, mother. I'm still your good girl. And, like, jumps out of the bath and, like, is, like, going after her mother, having this full-on breakdown. And I think having to take the bracelet off and also channeling what she really felt towards her own mother made her really, um...
2: Made the scene authentic. Made the scene,
1: like, really... <laughs> it's, it's frightening. Yeah. I mean, in a good way. Yeah. Um, so uh that same year she plays the lead in west side story and she's again nominated for an oscar in 1962 she stars in gypsy and like i said earlier that kind of also mirrors a little bit of what's going on in her life so robert wagner is clearly jealous of her success i think he was really fully expecting her to just be uh, like a housewife, you know, like she was going to give up her acting career and just, you know, he was going to be the star and she was going to be, you know, the wife, but she's like a little bit outshining him at this point. Uh, so I think, uh, who said this? Natalie Wood said this in an interview. She said, we were, we were children who thought the dream would last forever, but somehow reality caught up to us. And unfortunately, uh, her and Robert Wagner, uh, get a divorce. Mm-hmm. So one night, uh, she gets up in the middle of the night and she finds, oh, this is according to Lana Wood. This is something that happened. Uh, she gets, so uh, Natalie Wood gets up in the middle of the night, one night, and she sees that uh, Robert Wagner, or she called him RJ, is not in bed next to her. So she goes, walks around the house to find him and finds him doing the deed with another man and that is what is rumored to be what was the cause of the divorce so oh. yeah <sighs> hmm uh, she films a movie called inside uh, inside Davy oh sorry inside Daisy Clover in this film she uh, was known on set to be taking a lot of medication and this film she seems unhinged but the character is a little like unhinged as well so she dates Warren Beatty for a while and in the mid-60s she attempts suicide Uh, there was not much talk about how she did it I'm assuming it was pills but she's hospitalized for a while Uh, she marries British producer Richard Gregson Uh, she's the first actress to negotiate uh, for part of the profit of her film Greg uh, Greg and Carol, Ted and Alice. I think I'm saying that correctly. I might have to look that up later. Because I wrote it down really quickly. Very exotic
2: names. You don't want to screw those up. Man, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to fucking... I wonder if she uh, attempted suicide by slitting her wrists, her throat, and blowing her head off with a shotgun. Yeah. Oh, that was Euronimus, <laughs> right? Sorry, I keep getting those mixed up. Euronimus. Euronimus. Oh, <laughs> So, so easy to mix that in. <laughs> One's a black metal singer from uh,
0: Sweden, <laughs> yeah, Norway. Oh, Norway.
1: I a wanted to talk from the about 1960s. that. Oh, I didn't even talk about that. It happened. The fucking catard syndrome. Um, oh, remind me to talk about that. It's at the end of the story or at the end of the, our podcast today. Okay. Okay. Because I do want that to be recorded on here. Okay. It's called Bob and Carol Tennant Alice. Okay. So she marries British producer mm. Richard Gregson. She's the first actress to negotiate part of the profits uh, of her film Bob and Carol, Ted and Alice. It is a first film ever to have a swinger scene in it. Mm. Uh, it's pretty um, scandalous. Mm. There's a lot of uh, suggested sex, not suggested sex. You know, a lot of a lot of that. So, uh, and she gives birth to her first daughter, who she names Natasha.
2: Does she ever do any nude scenes or anything? Do um, they have nudity?
1: There was nudity in in, the films in what was the one that I said. There was nudity in. No, I don't know if full frontal, um, exactly, but there was nudity in the scene with the bath bathtub. Okay, when she jumped out the bathtub yeah. and she was yelling at her mom. From behind, you see her naked in that okay. in that scene. But so it's I'm, no
2: full frontal or anything like. Not
0: I mean,
1: that I know of. I don't. I would have to like i'm just curious
0: that. i'll just check out mr skin i mean I, I would just like to know what time frame you know, that yeah, pops on like yeah. is it like an hour and 11 minutes it's fine minutes it's what the internet's in. for it's fine i'll ask mr skin exactly well, no.
2: mr skin will tell me everything i need to know oh my know. god Mr. Skin. <laughs> god, man. i'll all be right. that guy that's still whacking it to right. you know 90s anyways go ahead <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right she gives birth to her daughter natasha And her child becomes her whole life. And I love how she named her Natasha, which is Natalie Wood's real name. Mm -hmm. So she's trying to give this child the life that she didn't have. She gets the name. She gets a childhood. You know, and Natalie never really had that. Um, Her husband, uh, Mr. Director, has an affair with Natalie's secretary. And she is quoted saying, I can't live with the lies. So... Uh, So, she leaves her, that husband, and she pulls her whole family together for a family meeting, uh, including Lana Wood, who talks about this, pulls her family together for this family meeting, and uh, out walks to dinner Robert Wagner, and she announces to them that she is going to remarry Robert Wagner. Yeah. Okay. And Lana Wood is like, what the hell? And... Uh Natalie is quoted saying, Sometimes it's better to have the devil you know than the devil you don't.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Oh man, was that on like, So she's on so, a cake. They, so at they, least my literally. husband's
2: banging other guys and not other women. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well like, mm,
1: so supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. So in 1972, she marries him again and they get married on a yacht. Uh they have daughter Courtney together. Uh and she turns down movie offers to focus on her family, uh, but in the late '70s she kind of tries to have this comeback, but roles are pretty slim at that point. Um, she does have a movie uh, da, 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 with in 1981 called Brainstorm. What? Yeah. 19. 1981. This will be her last film. I thought, okay.
2: I thought she died way... I thought she died... No,
1: no. Okay. So, we're up to uh, the weekend just before Thanksgiving in 1981. She is filming a film called Brainstorm. Robert Wagner is filming Heart to Heart at the time. And so... uh, That was a
2: TV show, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uh,
0: That's right, yeah.
1: So, uh, that weekend... uh, Robert Wagner invites her and her co-star, Christopher Walken, out to have a nice little weekend on their yacht. The yacht is named The Splendor, okay? Uh, Also on on board that weekend is the captain of The Splendor. So they have the yacht driver, you know, because they don't drive the yacht necessarily. And they are also all planning on drinking, even though the captain is said to have drank that night, the captain's name is Dennis Davern, and he's worked with them for many years, so he's a friend of theirs up to this point. Uh, Dennis Davern claimed that Natalie had become infatuated with Walken and that they had been flirting the whole weekend. Uh, Wagner had actually flown out to the film set of Brain, uh, Brainstorm at some point to make sure that he wasn't made a fool. Yeah, is, quote, make sure I wasn't made a fool over this, uh, because there were the rumors of them being flirty. But this is according to Davern. Uh, Wood was also rumored to be jealous of Robert Wagner's relationship with his co-star Stephanie Powers of Heart to Heart. So at noon on November twenty seventh, they left out and went out onto the yacht. They drank throughout the weekend. Friday night, Wood and Wagner argued. Davern was concerned uh, and asked Walken to get involved in the argument, like, hey, you know, can you step in, break this up? And Walken refused. He said, never get involved in an argument between a man and a wife wait, do a walk-in impression. Never get no, involved. No. I mean, I, mean the, uh, the whole,
0: I, I think the second you mention that walk-in is there, it's like every word you said, I'm like, oh, man, you're just fighting it the whole I'm time. Fighting. I can't do a walk It's hard. It's so wait. hard. Like, when you're like, it was called the Splendor. Like, yeah, we the took the Splendor. The Splendor <laughs> out, really out on the boat. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, like, yeah, it's like so hard not to. Like, uh, I mean, and of course, being Natalie Wood, how could you resist that?
1: I know, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: he wasn't a cliche by that point. That's, yeah, exactly, you know? you know? He was like hot shit at that point, I still, you know? Okay, like, never mind. I mean, I mean he's he still <laughs> like that. He's still hot but shit. He, but it you know? wasn't like,
2: it wasn't yeah.
1: a thing like I, think, I mean...
2: Yeah, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. SNL made him a thing. Yeah. Yeah. He
1: was hot enough know? to maybe possibly get Wagner and Emily Wood, so... He was a,
2: a handsome but strange-looking guy. Yeah. Like, he had a very unique look to him, especially in his earlier, you know... Like when he was young, Actually, he was a good. professional ballroom dancer, so he definitely had the moves,
0: you know, mm-hmm. like he was, mm-hmm. I'm sure he was a ladies' man, you know? And he was obviously like a, 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 a smooth talker, if, if you watch anything, he yeah. in. <laughs>
1: um, so Natalie Wood and Robert Wagner argue so much that Natalie Wood is like, I want off the boat. And so she tells uh, Davern to take me ashore. He takes her ashore on the dinghy. The dinghy's name is the Valiant. So if you hear me say the Valiant or Prince Valiant, uh, or the dinghy, I'm referring to this hmm. dinghy. So the really... Splendor is the yacht, the dinghy is Prince Valiant. I don't know why they name dinghies. Oh, yeah, so the think, dinghy. yeah, I think I think the
0: dinghy gets a name when the yacht's like a certain size. Yeah, right. When <laughs> <laughs> dinghy- well, your dinghy
2: is the <laughs> set of most people's boats you know yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's
0: like, like oh okay, we'll give it a name <laughs> um... now.
1: So uh, so Davern takes her ashore, uh, and the two of them sleep overnight in a hotel called the Pavilion Lodge Hotel in Avalon. So this is, um, I didn't say earlier, but this is uh, off the Catalina Islands. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so on Saturday, November 28th, they return to the yacht, Walk in, and Natalie Wood later on that afternoon go ashore, and they begin drinking at a restaurant called doug's harbor reef and they're later joined by wagner and davern a waitress there says that they drank two bottles of wine two bottles of champagne and one of the men was drinking daiquiris i think it's (laughs) walking one of the men yeah um So Wood did not eat very much and uh, she was in a bad mood when she left and she appeared to be stumbling. There's also rumor that she broke a glass, but Walken later on would say that she was doing it like, you know, uh, she was doing it kind of like as a toast, you know, breaking a glass because that is something he had done earlier in the night. So she was just like drunken doing it too, but she was pretty sloshed at this time. So, So, you know, the waitress noticed. You know, she was breaking the flatware. <laughs> you know? Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> or the, the one that wear. likes to toast uh, to us, having to pick it up. So Davern <laughs> claims that Walken and Wood were flirty throughout all of dinner. Uh They board the dinghy named the Valiant to go to the yacht, the Splendor, at 10 p.m. Now, okay, so she leaves, and they all apparently leave to go back onto the Splendor, but remember i said that okay because later on that's not what exactly is said that happened so mm-hmm. at 10 p.m witnesses uh at the harbor patrol office said they heard wood screaming about something they assumed that she was just drunk uh on a nearby boat uh john payne and marilyn wayne that's their real names payne and wayne <laughs> uh report hearing shouts around midnight they thought it was from a party that was happening on another boat. Uh, thought they heard a woman yell, help me someone, please help me from what sounded like a dinghy near the stern of the splendor. This is what something they actually say. And a man say, okay, okay, honey, we'll get you, uh, in a mocking tone. So that's, he's mocking. So they think it's part of the party, that they're just having fun. Uh, Some witnesses claim to have heard a nonviolent argument that night. Uh, Wagner, however, does claim that he and Walken had a political debate at dinner that started at dinner and then continued on to the boat. Uh, This is something that Wagner says. There was no fight, no anger, just a lot of words thrown around like you hear in most political discussions. Natalie sat there not saying much of anything And looking bored she left us after about a half an hour and we sat there talking for almost another hour then when I went to kiss her goodnight uh, then when I went to kiss her goodnight I found her missing so he says that she left early from dinner and went back to the splendor Uh, I'm uh, assuming with Davern driving her on the dinghy and then later somehow the two of them the dinghy somehow comes back and they get back on to the yacht. Mm. So that's what he claims. And then when he goes to kiss her goodnight, sometime around midnight or so, he finds that she's not in her bed. Uh, at 1.30 a.m., uh, Wagner and Davern made a distress call claiming that uh, she was missing. So between midnight and 1.30 a.m., nothing is done. Um. So uh, then, or they're
2: looking for her, and and they then they do. put up the distress call yeah. after an hour and a half of looking for her. I'll get to that.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, so they look. For her. look for Maybe
0: her. you
2: think that's what happened.
1: <laughs> so uh, on November 29th nineteen eighty one, at seven thirty a.m., Natalie Woods' body was found floating face down in the ocean about two hundred yards from Blue Point, Catalina Islands. Uh, She was wearing a flannel nightgown, wool socks, and a down jacket. Uh, The valiant, the dinghy, was found washed up on the rocks. The ignition was off. Okay. So the ignition was off. Uh, The gear shift was set to neutral. Oars were locked. Fingernail scratches were found on the side of the dinghy. Mm. Mm. Uh, Her blood alcohol was 014 uh, that's should, high, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's pretty high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think point, 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 four? Point 0.8 point, is point alcohol. 0.8 is. Yeah, 0.8 Yeah. 0.8 is. Yeah. That's she pretty She was 1.1? 0.14. So that's a lot, you know. Superficial bruises are found on her arms and legs and a cut on her cheek. The death is ruled an accident. Okay. So,
2: So yeah, it sounds like she maybe got drunk, tried to drive her dinghy herself, and maybe got knocked off.
1: Well, know. she never got in the dinghy because the dinghy's ignition is off, so it's not turned on and she fell out, you know, while yeah, it mean, was going. Maybe but...
2: maybe she was driving it and turned it off to whatever and fell off, you know? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. maybe, yeah. maybe she I did. I mean, <laughs> you know, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no that, that's I mean, fair
1: that's the only you know, reason I say that is because look what think. just
2: happened with that other lady that was that just died she went off in a boat with her five year old and somehow she drowned and her kid is back in the boat you know what I mean so like yeah. just well, I weird I didn't hear about that yeah, yeah. no that was uh, the she was an actress on uh, I'm sorry Glee maybe mm. she might have been an actress from Glee but she yeah. this just happened like a month ago oh, crazy. a month and a half ago in, in, Jesus. in California and she rented a boat with her with her five year old son and she was out in the middle of the lake. And then the kid the, she didn't come back to return the boat, and so they went out to look for her and they found the boat and the kid was curled up inside sleeping. And they're like, Where's your mom? And he's like, I don't know. And and they found her. They finally found, found her. She had drowned. Um but you know, she couldn't get back in the boat. Yeah, bed. she couldn't get back in the boat. The water was too cold, whatever. She and she you know what I mean? But Jesus. So but I mean same thing. It's like, you know, she how would she fall out of the boat? How, there's somebody like how. How did that happen? Yeah. Kind of thing. And when you're drunk and in a boat, it's very easily to fall
0: out of a boat. When I mean, you're, you know, and you and hit that, a wave or something, you just stumble that, backwards. And that's like the one of like a hundred things too to go bad when if drinking in in water. And you're mad. You like, know, like you said that they
2: argued or whatever. They were arguing throughout the night. Mm-hmm. What if you, you
0: know? The
2: the dinghy is gone from the main boat, so, right? And she's yeah. found, and the dinghy is found, both like kind of washing against the shore type yeah. thing, right? So far, that's what we know, right?
1: Basically, what the problem with that is that Natalie Wood is afraid of water, uh, so her going out on her by herself, good point, probably, or even getting to the edge of the boat probably is unlikely and i'll get what
2: to... no i was gonna say by this point she's been on yachts for a long time now right yeah she's been with with robert but so she's comfortable the night before a... she
1: asked davern to take her back to shore why wouldn't she have asked davern to take her back to shore this time
2: right that's true i don't know yeah. i was thinking maybe they got into a fight over the, during the political part of their conversation or whatever and she that's stormed true. off and was like fuck this i'm, I'm leaving i'm going i back. mean
1: that's very possible right
2: um I, I mean obviously you have more to the story so That's just my thinking. I still have
1: about a page and a half of notes. Yeah, Yeah, but I'm just thinking.
2: You know, I'm just thinking. I'm pissed off and I'm leaving this boat. Fuck these guys. And gets in the boat and is just a drunk woman who doesn't really know what she's doing and just
0: you know. Well, well, I mean, like I can't think of how many times like I've been drunk and like. You know, like I mean, true. I was got, saying that earlier. Gotten like, like so so upset with somebody that you know I do something super erratic. Yeah, like, I no, walk, I've I run
1: walked. away from you drunk like
0: fucking, <laughs> fucking I wa- I've walked like along the freeway oh, yeah. to home before. Yeah. You know, Just and dumb it's shit. Like, dumb, dumb shit. shit. Yeah. Because yeah, you're drunk. You're it's not, drunk. It's there's no like oh I'm. I'm I'm not normally accustomed to this, so I probably won't do this. It's like, nah, I'm just doing things. Yeah, I'm leaving. I don't <laughs> yeah. care how I exactly, get out exactly. of here. Yeah. There's I'm, a boat, and not, I'm taking yeah. it.
2: You know, so again, I'm not I'm not trying to squash the rumors or the theories or whatever. I just, I mean, that, that does seem plausible to me that yeah. that could possibly definitely happen, especially if you're that drunk where she was 0.14 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. That's pretty wasted. That's pretty drunk. You know, yeah. and you said she didn't have a lot to eat. You you mentioned that earlier. Did yeah. right? you say that that she didn't eat a lot at dinner? Um, so please the continue. Said that, I'm sorry. Yeah. Please okay. please continue.
1: Um, so anyway, so okay. So in 1986, in Robert Wagner's biography, he says it was only after I was told she was dressed in a sleeping gown, heavy socks, and a parka that it dawned on me what really occurred. Natalie obviously had trouble with the dinghy slamming up against the boat. Uh, it happened many, many times before and I had always gone out and pulled the ropes tighter to keep the dinghy flush against the yacht. She probably skidded on the steps after untying the ropes. Uh, so the dinghy's hitting the side of the right. the boat making noise and she didn't like it, you know? Well,
0: well it's like, yes, yeah, if that's something like they're all used to doing all the time, like, ah, I gotta go tie the dinghy again, it's loose. Yeah. You know? like, okay. Or
1: it's, Obviously, this is what happened. right. Yeah, Let me give right, this yeah. fucking oh, no. fully plausible <laughs> explanation for what sure. She always carried dynamite in her pockets in 1986. <laughs> five years later, I'm going to fucking talk about this. So, <laughs> the hilarious. chief medical examiner, uh, mm-hmm. Thomas Noguchi, concluded right. that she fell into the water trying to board the dinghy and her down jacket weighed her down. He's
2: a very How- famous
1: guy, <laughs> however, yeah,
2: Noguchi, he's very famous.
1: Uh, oh, I didn't, um, Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't finish the quote. It said the steps were slick. Uh, So Robert Wagner also said the steps are slick as because, uh, as because the algae and the seaweed that always, uh, is clinging to them. Uh, after slipping on the steps, she hit her head against the boat. I only hope she was unconscious when she hit the water. However, uh, it is noted that the algae on the steps, the swim steps, is untouched. So there's no skid marks or anything on that. And the dinghy was rubber, so it probably wouldn't have made a lot of noise. However, there are witnesses saying that they heard the dinghy hitting the boat. Okay. Hmm. Um, Glass was found in the main salon, which Wagner blamed on the rough seas when he's interrogated. Uh, very soon after this event. However, Captain Davern claimed that Wagner smashed a wine bottle in a jealous rage over Walken and Wood flirting, claiming that Wagner said, Jesus Christ, what are you trying to do? Fuck my wife? And in 2009, in Wagner's autobiography, he admits to breaking the bottle in the salon. Mm-hmm. So he's lied about <laughs> the bottle breaking in the salon, probably to cover up the fight the that he fight, had with yeah. walking over right. Natalie Wood. Uh, so Davern claims that, you know, the two of them fought on the boat uh, and somewhere around 1130, Wagner comes to him sweaty and, uh, you know, claims that uh, Natalie is missing but discourages him from turning on the floodlights or starting the engine, as to not alert the nearby boats. Uh, and they, he says, you know, just wait for her to come back, sort of thing. But when she doesn't come back by 1:30 a.m., that's when they make the distress call. This is what Davern said. Walkin also claims that uh, Wood and Walkin fought. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that they had fought. Uh, on the boat, but made up in the end, and that if Wood wanted to return to shore, she would have asked Davern to take her like she did the night before. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the case was reopened in 2011, and in 2012, the LA Coroner's Office changed the cause of death from accidental drowning to drowning and other undetermined factors. Uh, and they also determined that the bruises likely were caused before she went into the water and the manner of death has was left undetermined as of 2013 the case is still open and ongoing Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that is the story
0: Mm -hmm. oh my goodness
1: yeah head
2: scratcher uh,
1: so I so, don't know so, what yeah, to think. So what's your
2: opinion? I then? think mm-hmm. Robert
1: Wagner is lying about a few things. He's been caught in a couple lies. Obviously, like, yeah, obviously right, the bottle yeah. thing. Uh,
2: well, he didn't get caught with that. He admitted it. He, well, he admitted that he lied. No. He,
1: yeah,
2: sort well, with, of. Without yeah. admitting it, but he wrote it. He wrote so it. So therefore a what he claimed that
1: night and what he wrote later on was different. different. Right. Uh, you know, Walken claims that Robert Wagner and... Uh, uh, Natalie Wood were fighting on the boat that night, but uh, Wagner claims Natalie left dinner and he didn't see her or until he went to go kiss her goodnight when she was missing. When he got
2: back to the boat, when he
1: got back to the boat, okay. So, but the bottle's broken on the ship, you know, right? It's kind of the smoking gun there. Why would Wagner lie about the bottle? You know, he's lying about the bottle because. He claimed he wasn't there on the ship to have that fight. But Davern and Walken also talk about that fight. So it's weird. So when the
2: case, so when the police were there in interior, one's saying, No, I, I had dinner with all, with mm-hmm. two, two of them, whatever, or not dinner, but uh, we were hanging out on the boat together, all three of us, and then she left. And then he's saying, No, I didn't even see her from after dinner until she mm-hmm. disappeared. So basically he's saying, Once she left the dinner table, I never saw her again. Yeah. It's odd I
1: yeah. think all I mean, of them were like blackout drunk so their memories of this is very select I don't know if you've ever been blackout drunk but sometimes you'll remember mm. pieces or blips it's like it's like a movie and then the frame ratio starts to slow down mm. so then you're seeing blip blip mm-hmm. blip and then the blips get further and further away right and In between those blips, your behavior is who the fuck knows, you know? Right. Uh, Which is why I don't really like to drink so much anymore. Like, I don't like being out of control like that. Sure. So, and yeah, like you said, like, in those moments of blackout drunk, you, like, have a blip and you're, like, fucking running down the middle of the street and you're, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. And then your friends are, like, (laughs) your friends are, like, well, you were fucking screaming and you were mad about this and you got out of control. So... Mm. Who's to say what happened? I think, like, all of them were at that point of blackout drunk. If she's, you know, 0. 0.14, and she's been drinking with Walken the whole day, he's probably, you know, he's, he was definitely drinking those daiquiris. Of course, Walken is, he's a daiquiri so guy. <laughs> strawberry daiquiris. You so know. wasted.
0: Mai thigh. wow. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's I had, like four white Russians. <laughs> that's
1: my story, guys. I love it. Yeah. Was,
0: oh man, that's intense. I mean, yeah. You
1: definitely know that story.
2: I didn't realize I it was eighty one though. I thought it was I thought it was sixties, seventies. Yeah. Late sixties, early seventies. I didn't know it was eighty one already. Yeah. I was like, yeah, because I was already
0: shit. It did seem uh, later, yeah. I thought it was Were like you 80 already 80 born? 80s. I, I was wasn't four. born. <laughs> yeah, I was four. Oh. That's 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 crazy. I really uh
2: yeah, I thought it was a lot earlier than that. Yeah, that's a trip. That was a good one. Thanks. And it's crazy also, and I, you know, knowing that she drowned, I mean, that's basically all I knew. Mm-hmm. I, did, I I knew later, actually, kind of when it came back in the spotlight in 2013, I saw a lot of stories about that. And the, the captain of the boat, he changed a lot of his story. And then, I, so there's a lot of that. And he also didn't himself.
1: talk a lot about it. Like very soon after, but over the years, he released more and more information right. to tabloids, right? Which is like super unsavory, you know. Yeah. So yes. it's like it's very muddied. Yeah, like the whole story is very yeah. muddied. But I think it is crazy that like she like knew she was gonna die in water. You know, uh, there was an interview that I saw of her in somewhere around the seventies where she's talking about how she's always afraid of water. Mm. You know, it was very. Surreal,
2: you know. Yeah. yeah, and why would he say, "Oh, I hope that she knocked herself out"? When they said that there were scratch marks on the side of the boat, so it's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> so yeah, it's,
0: it's interesting. Like, it's like yeah. you're ignoring it now. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's weird. Interesting. Well, good story. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was intense. All
1: right,
0: top that. <laughs> top, top that. Top that. If you really want to go and top that, oh god, uh, <laughs> yeah what was that from um teen witch teen witch Nice. <laughs> yeah all right i'm gonna talk to you guys about britney murphy you guys know who Brittany murphy is I yes do, but you, guys you know can inline our yes dad. no we're just gonna end it right there <laughs> <laughs> mic drop um so i'm sure you heard but uh britney murphy did pass away at age 32 um, it was, um, I'm sorry, before I begin, most of my information I actually got from a documentary called Beyond the Headlines, uh, very informative, highly recommend checking it out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she died at age 32. A lot of people, like we were talking earlier, it was immediately reported as a drug overdose. Because she was a Hollywood starlet, so that's kind of how it works, you know, yeah. in Hollywood. When someone that young dies out of nowhere,
1: I mean, I thought it was a drug overdose. I thought it was too. I was gonna ask. Pretty do, recently. Do, do you
0: remember when you heard about it? Did you Did you think oh, drug overdose? I, well, I did. I did. I mean. It... I remember her dying, but I wasn't, she
2: she wasn't an actress of mine that stood out to me that was like, oh man, I really, you know, I mean, that's not to say I didn't enjoy her work or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but I, she just wasn't on my radar as far as somebody that I, not to sound insensitive, but would care that, that they passed away. No,
0: that's actually a good point because that kind of ties into the whole genre or the whole uh, theme of the story is that she was, she wasn't usually on the radar. Clueless, right? She was in Clueless. Clueless was like her breakout. And then yeah. she was on
2: King of the Hill. She was the voice of one of the characters on King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. So she that one, she did a
0: couple voices actually. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Multiple um, voices on she, the same show? She did. Yeah, she did a oh. uh, voice of um, what was it Lur, Lurleen? No, uh, no that's, uh, yeah, I forgot. I yeah, I like that show, yeah. I but I didn't watch it online. She's in one of my
1: favorite movies. That's like this obscure movie but it is uh david and lisa and it's starring sydney portier Brittany murphy one? and luke Haas. and i think she's one, yeah. i think she's really good in that but yeah, I mean, that's yeah.
0: interesting i didn't i didn't mention yeah. that one. but yeah that is a good one yeah what what was her most famous movie or what was she um, best known for pro- probably i mean clueless was her breakout one yeah, yeah. Well, she well, girl interrupted we'll, we'll, we'll get into and, it okay yeah um, <laughs> But yeah, so like, like we are saying, most everybody thought it was drug overdose, um, but the autopsy report came back with anemia, pneumonia, and a multiple drug intoxication, which could be overdosing technically, um, but it's not labeled that um, because she just dies of a cardiac arrest basically. Um, she was married to a man named Simon Moniac at the time. Um, and he unfortunately dies months later. Get out. Um, same thing uh, anemia, pneumonia. Um, he didn't have the multiple drug intoxications, but same exact same thing. Um, so a lot of people are thinking, you know, was were they drugged? Was this an accident? Was foul p- play involved? Um, a lot of people were blaming Simon, you know, at first when she passed away, you know, as like maybe he was poisoning her. Um, but most people that knew them said they were in love. Um, specifically her mother, uh, thought that he was, you know, she knew they were very, very close. Her and her mom were very close. So she knew that her and Simon, you know, were meant to be together. Mm. Um, when Brittany Murphy passes away, uh, a few, like about two months later, uh, January 2010, he appears with her mom on the Today Show, and he basically... Brittany blamed, Murphy's mom? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, oh, sorry, Sharon uh, Murphy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they appear on the Today Show together, and she doesn't really say much. She's just kind of like zoned out, just, you know it's like a couple months after, you know, it's like, she's still not there, you know, and he's kind of, you know, there talking and basically blaming Hollywood, um, saying, you know, that they, she was constantly looking for more, you guys took everything, you know, out of her, you know, like, um, she never got like the big roles, um, or not the big roles, but the main role, really. um but that's that kind of plays out a little bit later on um simon kind of goes off uh after this interview he kind of goes off like um he kind of goes a little bit nuts he decides to give uh radar uh which is a um kind of like a tmz at the time um there he gives them a tour of their mansion Mm -hmm. um (coughs) that she died here that she died in, okay. yeah. Uh, that they're living, that he's living in now. And he does it all himself. Like, he doesn't bring in a crew. He's, like, you know, walking around with a camera, like, okay, and this is where we, you know, this is our security camera system. It's <laughs> that's like weird. That goes Here's through all group. of it. And he's obviously, like, disheveled, and he doesn't, like, you know, he's not really making much sense. He's just kind of talking about what's in the house. Like, that's, you know, like someone probably doesn't want a tour of the house specifically yeah. about, about the story they probably want to know what's going on with you but that's what he did um but Ooh. so he would uh i guess he would start like uh falling asleep while he was talking and uh frequently forgetting things and then 2 months later he just dies wow um, and yeah, like I said, the autopsy came in the same house, uh, in the same house. Yeah. Mm, so there's two yeah, deaths in the yeah, same house. Two deaths in the same house. Wow. Of the um, same thing, pneumonia and anemia. Uh, and, and, and anemia. Now yeah.
1: what is anemia again? The condition in which the blood doesn't have enough healthy red blood cells. Anemia <laughs> results from a lack of red blood cells or dysfunctional red blood cells in the body. This leads to reduced oxygen flow to the body's organs. Oh,
0: okay, interesting. Well, that's anemia.
2: Okay, and okay. mmo- mixed with pneumonia, and then she had certain drugs, Multiple whatever. But drug he did not. drug but yeah, did he
0: did not. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So Sharon Murphy, who actually grew to love Simon, you know, a lot, you know, kind of as like a replacement sort of, you know, for Brittany at the time. Um. She was very, very distraught about this. Obviously, they were both. You know kind of a pair um and like you said it was in the same house so a lot of people went to the theory of that there's toxic mold somewhere in the house right and yeah it could be poisoning them absolutely um black it's, mold that it's kind of found thing. out later on that sharon settled in a lawsuit with the construction company that put in the that that was supposed to clean the mold and never did um and this this comes in later on. She goes back to basically she settled for something that you're saying she her mom Britney's mom Sharon Murphy settled. Oh. This was before uh, Britney passed away. She settled with this construction company, but apparently she later on she sues again um, because apparently she said that the attorneys misled her to mm. settle. Mm -hmm. You know, and that she should have, you know, made sure that the house was livable and all this other stuff. Uh, We'll get to that a little bit later on because she doesn't do that quite yet. Um, Because she still thinks, you know, it wasn't it wasn't that. Um, So Angelo Bertolotti starts making his presence known. And this is uh, her uh, Brittany Murphy's biological father. Um, Mm -hmm. He hasn't been around since she was two years old. Um, but he decides to—he actually sues to establish p- uh, paternity um, that he actually is the biological father. So he sues to establish that, and he says he does it to explore how she actually died uh, legitimately mm-hmm. uh, because <laughs> because he thinks something fishy is going on, right. or um, other uh, Sharon uh, was actually says, like, that he, you know, just wanted to be in the spotlight. Of course. Mm-hmm. That he wanted, you know, that he really didn't care about Brittany. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't been around since she was two years yeah, old. and he know, shows up, so he's like, I want to know what killed like, my oh, daughter. But, and, and it was kind of weird because he would hold a lot of interviews and press conferences that were a little bit redundant, you know. Um, but the, he ended up actually getting tissue samples, and this was from Brittany Murphy, And they found foreign toxins in her body. Um, Some, they're basically heavy metals were found inside of her body. Same Mm. heavy metals that are found in rat poison. Um, Also, some of the same heavy metals that are found in hair dye.
1: Hmm.
0: So it's hard, it's really, you know, it's really hard to say. Yeah, it's not specific. Yeah. Um, Sharon totally disagrees, you know, that... um, that she, she was poisoned or that, you know, there was mold or whatever. Um, and she also, like I said, really did not agree with Angelo just popping up, you know, years later being like, Oh, I want to know what happened to my daughter or whatever. Um, whether or not that was true, true or not. Um, but, uh, going back to Brittany Murphy, um, cause I wanted to talk to, you know, talk to you about like kind of where she came from. Um, she was, always an entertainer when she was three years old um she started dancing at verna's school of dance and she was always known as like the bubbly happily happy loud wide-eyed character that like you kind of see her in some of her movies where did she grow up um oh my god i'm sorry new york city okay um new york city new york city Um, so she would, um, she was apparently good at everything after she started dancing, she started acting, she started singing, all of her teachers said that she's probably going to go on and who knows what she's going to do, like she, she will be good at something. Um, she first lands a Twix commercial when she's seven years old, um, and this is when she starts, um because she just wants to entertain and she actually um, in an interview that she did with Matt Lauer on the Today show she actually says like you know he's asking her like you know where she came from and stuff and like why why did you you know why did your mom get you into this and she's like no like when i found out that, like they were making movies in, in in the city like i was begging my mom to take me down there like i wanted to be there um so she started doing a lot of commercial work in new york city from that was between like 7 and 12 years old Mm-hmm. Um, she was in shows like sister sister in the background uh, party of five and then she makes her big debut in the film clueless and this is definitely her breakout role um, it, it was um, huge for her um, because this was kind of a main a main role for her you know like she wasn't the main character obviously she but it's be important. It's that important. Character's yeah,
1: very important. And sometimes the side characters are almost better than the the main roles. You know, exactly. Uh, but obviously, yeah. like they do love uh, Alicia Silverstone, and yeah, yeah, they like, they yeah. definitely
0: remember her and uh, Stacy Dash a little yeah. bit more. You know, even though really it's about her, the clueless. She's clueless. You know, that's right. Isn't that like she's the character uh, that.
1: Well, Alicia no, well, it's, based, says... it's based on, it's based on Shakespeare Emma. Shakespeare
0: player. Right, yeah. the Jane Austen. Jane, Jane, Austen's, Jane Austen's Emma. Play. And yeah. so
1: Cher is supposed to be Emma. And Emma kind of wants to be a matchmaker, wants to make everything perfect in her life, you know, yeah, and right. yeah. that sort of thing. But, yeah, but Brittany Murphy is the project, mm-hmm. you know, that Cher is working on. So, uh, and... Cher. Sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's Alicia okay Alicia. <laughs> but yeah so she you know that that's her breakout role into Hollywood basically now she now she has a foot into Hollywood yeah. she's she's there she's very well loved by the press because she's still a bubbly girl and very honest and she wants to be in front of the camera so every, so she's just her momentum is just constantly building Um, and then she decides she wants to get into a little bit more serious acting and she wants to be taken seriously and get like, you know, bigger roles. And she lands a role in Girl Interrupted.
1: Oh yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I got like 10 minutes or like five minutes, but thank you. Um, so yeah, Girl Interrupted. Um, she plays an addict, um, and she has a eating disorder. Um, and it was, this was a huge film. Um, yeah, that's one with, uh, what's her name, right, from a Brad Pitt's uh, ex-wife? Uh, um, Angelina, Angelina. Jolie. She is right.
1: not Brad Pitt's ex-wife. She <laughs> is amazing actress. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember
2: her name. She's more than just that. Yes.
1: yes. Exactly, yeah. Brad Pitt's yes. wife.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. I, was, I couldn't remember her name. An ex-wife, I'm sorry. Saying. Um, so, yeah, Girl Interrupted was a huge film because because it was, a, it was about an eating disorder, because it was about...
1: I mean, Attics. it's about many different yeah. yeah. I mean, things. It's
0: about a lot of different things. And these are things that are kind yeah. of important, uh, especially in 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 female culture, yeah. you know, really. And it was it's so... I in, mean, there's
1: a lot of famous people in that movie. It's not just... it's
0: uh, Angelina Jolie, uh, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. Ryder Whoopi Goldberg Whoopi is Goldberg. in it. Yeah. Brittany Murphy is amazing in yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and it was so important that a lot of other actresses auditioned and didn't get in. Uh, Reese Witherspoon, Rose McGowan, Christina Ricci, Kate Holmes, Gretchen Mole, Alicia, um, uh, sorry. Um, I can't Silverton. read that. Um, Alanis Morissette. You know, the uh, <laughs> 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 Oh my god. Just, just do yeah, the list again. So,
1: just do the list again and leave that one Well, line. we get the right, end.
0: Yeah, and yeah I, can, I can cut that out, out of the way I said it. It's fine. Um... <laughs> But um, in the film, she does amazing. She fucking kills it. But um, she is still on the side because she's not the one that wins the Oscar. Uh, Angelina Jolie wins, you know, and she's... Brad
1: Pitt's ex-wife, (laughs) Wins (laughs) it. That's all she's ever done. What
2: do you want from me, okay? She's been in, like, what,
0: maybe one movie? Maybe one to 90 movies. She was in a Twix commercial. (laughs) So she decides to actually change her look. She takes her, you know, career into her own hands, and she dyes the hair blonde. Um, She actually... Goes on a diet. She gets a little bit thinner. Um, When I was watching, I mean, this is a documentary that was on Lifetime. So they actually said that this is when she turned into a bad bitch. Um, (laughs) Or I would say Starlet, I think is what she was going for. (laughs) Um, But because she's getting thinner and getting healthier, you know, everyone's like, nah, she's on coke. She is an eating disorder. It's it's Hollywood. They they can't accept that she's just you know. It can't be that she's on a diet or exercising. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so she she you know kind of just ignores this. It's like kind of typical press. Um, she lands another dramatic role in the film Eight Mile, um, and that really, is yeah. when she exactly yeah uh, she's um, next to Eminem you know uh, mm-hmm. as the leading lady, um, but. It's Eminem, you know. He's a, you know.
1: Eight Mile was underrated, <clears throat> I think, but you know, whatever. No,
0: Eight Miles. It's a, it's a good film, you know. Um, but when you think of Eight Mile, like, I mean, you guys just real, you guys were just like, oh yeah, she was in that. Game. Yeah. Like, that's the theme of this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, she's constantly like, oh shit, that's no matter right, what I do, I never get that recognition. Yeah. Exactly. I her up yeah. when. And she, but she's still so good. She's she's so good that you don't notice. Which is kind of what you want, you know. Right. But yeah. when you're when you're a person that's maybe starved for attention, you know, that's I guess that's not what you want. So Eminem gets the credit. I think he, you know, he steals the thunder. I think well, the movie he, was about him too. To be fair, he wrote you know, it. Yeah. it. you know, yeah. it's about him. It's his biography. It, it's it's yeah, exactly. Um, so Her autobiography. Uh, it was so she, she still wants to like you know get get into films or or you know get into this main role so she's constantly uh, promoting um and i thought this was hilarious in the today show that there was um he because she gets interviewed by matt lauer a few different times um but she he was like trying to he was trying to pull out like uh you know like You know who who are you dating, or you know, like, or no? It was Mm -hmm. like there were, it was like a movie or something, and they're like, you know, oh, so you got pretty, you know, cozy with your co star there, you know, and like, oh, so people say you're, you know, so you're date, they say you're dating now, and she's like, oh yeah, they they say that, you know. Sorry, I was just looking at her IMDb. She's in Spun too. That's
1: fucking. You remember? Mm -hmm. Sorry, to interrupt you. Yeah, Matt Lauer.
0: Just recording a podcast here. Yeah, (laughs) Matt Lauer. He can be.
1: He's no mm. okay mm. did yeah. what <laughs> doesn't he have multiple like allegations against him i
2: don't know yeah probably who's that matt lauer uh
1: yeah he has some yeah anyways yeah correct allegations sorry i interrupted you continue
0: uh, <laughs> what was i saying matt lauer <laughs> yep um yeah so um she's being interviewed by Matt Lauer and you know he's like oh you got really cozy with your co-star or something and he's like so they say you're together now and she's like yeah that's what they say you know like not admitting to it or whatever Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: and he's like well I see you have a wedding ring on so you know something something's happening and she's like oh this is uh, for my next movie. It's called Just Married. And he's like, oh, a promotional plug. I fell for it. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. on, on camera, he's doing this. He's like, oh, yeah. my God. I can't believe I fell for that. And she's, like, just rubbing it in. Because it is kind of ridiculous how, mm-hmm. like, the interview is always, uh, you know, oh, it's a, a female actress. Who you, are you dating? You must be dating. Yeah. You know or I mean? you're like,
1: remembered as Brad Pitt's ex- <laughs> you know, <that's> the- <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God! That's, God
1: forbid you win an Oscar. That's the name of this episode.
0: This <laughs> Brad Pitt's ex-wife. Oh my God! That's hilarious. Oh my God. Um, so uh, later on, she um, decides to kind of sort of date uh, Ashton Kutcher, and they they are oh, yeah. yeah they're a little the bit of a thing. Um, and wasn't he Eve, her co-star in Just Exactly, Just exactly. There. So she yeah. did do what everyone thought exactly. she was yes. doing. Yes, yes. Interesting. Um, so they they dated for like a hot minute, or maybe they didn't. Maybe they were like dating, you, you know, for, for, for the paparazzi and all publicity. that stuff. yeah. yeah. Um, but it ended after a year, probably because they weren't really dating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then she, in 2003, she films Uptown Girls. And this is the kind of her first first time doing it. First time being the star and yeah. the, the the force of the film. Um, With
1: a very, and, very young Dakota Fanning, and right? Yes, yes, that's true. Baby Dakota, Dakota yes, right, in Yeah. That. Uh, Baby Dakota Fanning. I haven't seen that's, Uptown Girls That's
0: what one, one, I know, right? <laughs> Just always watching Downtown Boys. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> also starring Brittany Murphy. So that's so um so back to matt lauer another matt lauer interview um yeah he's such he's kind of an asshole so that's why i wanted to keep Uh. coming back to that um because he actually because the whole theme of her not getting the shot you know and he actually says oh so you know so this is the first time you're actually expected to drive the movie you know and she's like oh Thanks, uh, <laughs> you know, like you. You're, and he's like, no, really. I mean, you know, you are. And like, and she's like, well, yeah, but you you don't have to point it out. Like, you don't got to be a dick about it, type yeah. of thing, you know. Um, but she makes a million dollars off of it. That's like her first big paycheck. Um, and then um, this is yeah, around the en- end of uh, two thousand five. Uh, It was uh, two thousand and three. She filmed Uptown Girls. And then this is actually when she moves into her house. And the house that she owns is um, was originally owned by Madonna. Mm-hmm. Then it was owned by Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. And then it was owned by Britney Murphy and Sharon Murphy. Um, she stayed there. Like, her and her mom were inseparable. Sure. Um, and so, but the rumors persist of... Uh, uh, her still, you know, doing coke and drugs and stuff. But another's rumor begins that she is sleeping around with um, several employees, uh, heads of the Jordash company. Um, and that's because she becomes the new Jordash jeans girl. Oh. Um, and I don't know if they were all rumors, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, one of them was supposedly, you know, she had slept with some, some guy who was like head of marketing or something, you know, but it was a t- every, all of these were rumors. None of this was, you know, there was no pictures or anything like that. Um, but because this is Hollywood, they say these rumors and sometimes rumors just become fact um, because they're said enough times. And because of all these rumors, uh, she actually splits with her agency. Um, and then she <laughs> she was... Um, is, you, you think PJ's being hurt? Oh, oh PJ's 100% fine. being heard. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, you're fine, whatever. As long as I'll talk over you. Um, <laughs> and she um, actually goes through two, two different relationships in, in two years. She was actually going to be married to two different people in two years. So they, she broke off two engagements. Oh, okay. Um, but after that, this is where she meets Simon. Um, and Simon is a very well spoken, educated man, so um Brittany's very much attracted to that. She's you know, she wants she doesn't want like the Hollywood, you know, paparazzi boyfriend what was his or something. Business? Um Simon was a he was a British writer at the time. Um, there's a lot of, um, skepticism, I guess, in a lot of Brittany Murphy's friends about Simon originally. Um, they married a privately inside the home that she died in. Hmm. So um, they were married and both died in the same yeah, house, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really eerie.
0: Right? Yeah. It'd be weird selling that house. Um... So yeah like I said there was a lot of skepticism about Simon because uh, apparently his visa was expiring at the time. He was a British citizen. Um so a lot of people thought maybe it was citizenship or a lot of people also thought maybe he needed money cuz he's a British writer so maybe how much he's, money he's he really making. You know what I mean? Like I mean unless you're George R R Martin. <laughs> Or R Martin? J- I think there's two R's in there. I don't know. J R R Tolkien. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Jar! <Jarrah. Jarrah. laughs> um So apparently, Brittany, you know, she had money, but she didn't have like I need. I'm gonna take care of another. She's not loaded. adult male. You know, that's gonna spend my money type of money. Um, but. She trusts Simon and she they're in love or whatever. but Simon decides to you know take over. He takes over kind of directing her career. He is her manager, her makeup artist, her wardrobe makeup person, artist. her stylist. Um, whether or not he actually did all of these or just arranged all these, but this was like he was taking care of everything mm-hmm. at this point. Um,
1: Well, he better be if she's paying for everything. Right, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah. I gotta clean the floor with the toothbrush in a second. Um, (laughs) uh, Apparently, uh, it was also known that uh, Simon was addicted to uh, pain medication for his back. He was very overweight, um, and apparently he had a back surgery. None of that was actually proven. It was just part of the documentary that... He was on pain medication for his back, and some people said he overdid it. Mm. Um, He and Brittany were taking pain medications for a little while, and they were actually caught doctor shopping, Uh, which if you don't know what that is, it's um, when celebrities do it uh, usually because they don't want to be noticed, but you'll disguise yourself as different people to get more of a prescription. You know, so okay. you go to different doctors and, you know, oh, I'm Kyle this or I'm Jennifer this. And, then, oh. you know, so you can get like you 40 value, 40 yeah. value, yeah. so you can keep getting more. Right. Um, so apparently they got uh, kind of busted doing that. Um, she was still eager to, you know, get good roles. You know, she still wanted to work, um, even though she was kind of doing a little bit more family life at this point. And she desperately wanted the lead for Black Swan. And she trained and trained and trained with uh, an actual dance coach to get there, even though she was a trained dancer at the time. She didn't get it, uh, obviously. And um, Natalie Portman got the role. She got an Oscar. Brittany Murphy was obviously, you know, a little a little upset by that, you know. And that kind of started the ultimate downfall of her Career too, um, she didn't. She didn't have the drive like she used to before then. And thinking back on it, man, that probably would have been cool. Brittany Murphy in Black Swan. Yeah, that would have been really cool. Um, so because Simon's in charge, uh, he decides that they're gonna fly to Puerto Rico to film a very low budget thriller. Um, which. Sounds like a bad career choice for any any actress. You know, like what film is this? um, They didn't actually even have a film name because it never made it, never got filmed. That's because they left because of deplorable working conditions. Uh, Apparently, some of the um, rooms were like halfway, like there was like water constantly in the rooms, like on the floor. mm -hmm. Because there
1: is a film on her IMDb that came out in two thousand and fourteen, which is like what like five years after she died Mm. and it seems like she had a small part so i don't know if it's something that they might have started and or used archive footage of her it's called something wicked so we'll definitely have to look into that
0: okay yeah
1: at some point interesting yeah right
0: um so she after after sorry after working in on the film uh for like Two days, they immediately leave because of the deplorable working conditions. She's just not down with it. Um, Simon was trying to like you know fudge it the whole time. Apparently, yeah. Um, She uh, gets a a chronic anemia, and she has a now has a weakened immune system and respiratory infection. They think it could be from being in Puerto Rico in these deplorable conditions. Mm -hmm. Because if you think you know you know soaked room. She was there for two days. I wouldn't, be, you, you know. know yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For a month, yeah. I could see where that that's. A, that's a good point. Yeah. But whatever. um, so she, she doesn't, um, be, she knows she's sick, but she doesn't really want to go to the doctor. She wants to just treat it herself, mostly because of tabloids. She was apparently very worried that if she goes to the doctor, they're immediately going to be like, oh she's on the pills." Yeah. And we were right, you know. She's yeah. fucked up or whatever. Um, Finally, she agrees to a doctor's appointment um, and she's like, all right, fine. In the morning, we'll go to the doctor. Unfortunately, next morning, Sharon finds her unconscious uh, and then um, after trying to wake her, she does die of a cardiac arrest. Hmm. Um, So that's just after getting back from Puerto Rico, huh? Um. Yeah. Or is it like months, or it, is it like weeks? It was, a, it was a months after coming back okay. from Puerto Rico, but um, but she was getting but sicker. but she she was getting sicker, and she actually did have this respiratory infection, you know. And it's it's really strange because uh, the stories kind of go back and forth with Sharon on uh, the whole toxic mold thing, which was weird. Like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you investigate that? Follow up on, right on now? it? Yeah. Yeah. Um. There was also a uh, the fact that if it was toxic mold, though, how is Sharon still living there? How did Justin and Brittany still live there or, or live there before? I mean, maybe it wasn't there then, you know, but how is yeah. Sharon but still Sharon living there? Sharon was living there the whole time. The whole time. So but how Sharon didn't she go know to Puerto
1: down. Rico with them.
0: That's, that's true, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's true, yeah. But who knows? Um, I mean, uh, uh, our friend Stephanie brought up a point when we were talking about this earlier that uh, it could have been in the bedroom and Sharon wouldn't have been in the bedroom mm-hmm. so that the mold would have been in the bedroom that the couple shared that's so a, that's I mean which, point, yeah. which makes a little sense but still sure. you know it is odd
0: um, in the uh, sorry I forgot to mention the note uh, that when people say that she was uh, on drugs or overdosing like Apparently, she had a very serious heart murmur that didn't even allow her to do, like, if she did a bump of cocaine, she would die, mm. you know, so she never touched drugs, apparently. Um, but, um, yeah, it was really interesting finding out about, Not, I mean, not only about her life and about kind of the missed opportunities, you know, it's it just unfortunate that she was kind of getting into her own before this happened. Uh, yeah, the weird part was... was finding like celebrities having their like little tidbit to say like stacy dash from clueless it was like on one end she was like oh yeah like she she wanted to become this like super badass i think she was the one that said bad bitch or something you know like with the dyed hair and stuff like mm-hmm. that um but then at the end she's like oh you know like we missed we missed a light
1: you know like, yeah so it's like when she was young she could have had a second wave she could have had her big 32? part later yeah, on like that's that's nothing, i'm 32 man. like yeah that's yeah
0: that's that's there's so much there's so many more roles like yeah yeah that's crazy yeah um but yeah that's britney murphy and that that was yeah it's hmm. that's, that's a trip
1: yeah wow and this is pj this is pj Three. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right, guys. You ready for your assignments for next week? Before that, you yes. wanted
2: to do something. You said you wanted oh, yeah. something. Oh, yeah. So
1: last week we were talking about dead. Remember? Dead who died. And oh, right. Dead who thought he was dead. Dead, single so from the
2: band it is, Mayhem.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so that's an actual syndrome called catard syndrome, where people who some of the time, most of the time experience a near death or actually like, die for a short while like a ne- or a near-death experience will come out of it believing that they are actually dead. Hmm. Like, they will refuse to eat, Uh, they will do things that are risky because they're like, well, I'm already dead, you know, but they fully they don't understand why they're walking or talking or you know, you know, breathing or anything because they believe that they're dead. Hmm. It's very weird and like, through therapy, some of these people kind of come out of it. Sometimes they'll come out of it having another near-death experience, and then they're like, oh, I'm alive again, you know? Mm. But it's it was uh, a real thing. Um, I was watching a great YouTuber, uh, uh, Kath, Catherine Doherty. She does Ask Mortician, and she was talking about Cotard syndrome. Uh, and I was like, that's what he had. That's dead. Dead. Thought he was Dead. It was a real thing, and I was um, yeah. So I was just excited to hear. Yeah, about what was that. it
2: that he had the Like, what was the near death experience that he had, or whatever that was? He drowned or something like that. Do you remember? Um, oh
1: but God. no, he oh, did okay. die for like a couple seconds, right? Yeah, and they brought
2: him back. Yeah, brought him back. Yeah. yeah, he was very young. Yeah, like he, said, yeah no, he was, he like, was 12 like 12 like, or something. Yeah, like yeah, he was
0: like 12 years old. <clears throat> oh
2: okay, well, sorry. Google, how did dead die? How <laughs> how did you're gonna get. You're not gonna get the right dead answer on that. That's nice. nice. Why am I blanking on that?
1: From Norwegian Death Metal? Well, we
2: already know how he died. They're going to say he committed suicide. But how did he almost die, right? Oh, be? yeah. Because yeah. right? it's going to just yeah, tell you. How I,
1: did he? But he, it was... That's listen. Yeah, you guys will just have to pay attention. <laughs> All right. Oh, God, I really go, it. If you're mind. listening on iHeartRadio, just skip, ahead, skip back <laughs> to the previous episode, and hopefully they... Publish these in order. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I
2: like that you said, "Hey Google, how did dead die?" <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Uh, um, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's like a real thing, and not a lot of people have had it, but enough that it's a it
2: has a term. It has
1: a term, yeah. so huh, that's cool. So, so yeah, that's a thing. So uh, that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so okay, cool. So assignments for next week. Jameson, you're gonna tell us about the Fox Sisters. The Fox Sisters. Fox Sisters. One
2: X, two X, or three X. F O X, like the animal. I looked. At,
1: I wasn't sure if it was like Fox, like F <laughs> O, oh, like F E A U X or something. Uh-huh. Uh, but I actually. The Fox I, Sisters. I yeah. If I, you're
2: from Boston, that's cool.
1: say. <laughs> uh, Pat, you're gonna tell us about uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and his Ghost Club. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I'm going to give us the history of the Ouija board oh cool Mm -hmm. and it'll all fit together and it'll be great so uh, yeah until next time so awesome this has been how do you say it this has been Hollywood's Haunted follow us on (laughs) iHeartRadio Stitcher (laughs) Podcastia or wherever you find uh, your podcast, we're on them all, almost Spotify, Spotify, iTunes. your grandmother's yes. jukebox, yeah,
0: <laughs> hit it two times, <laughs> yep, uh,
1: but yeah, also like uh, it would be really cool if people started. Sending us emails of their personal ghost stories or any sort of like cool Hollywood story that they would want us to talk about. Well on yeah, like the a topic show. that they
2: think would be yeah. cool. Yeah. Especially about the Hollywood
0: California area. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys have any the suggestions definitely leave us, yeah. Uh, a little yeah, you can contact us at Hollywood Continent.
2: If anybody wants to know about PJ merchandise, where can they go for that?
1: Oh yeah.
2: Um, PJ merchandise. Has her own we'll get
1: shop. we'll get merch when we're a little more.
2: Is <laughs> it gonna be like that notepad? For <laughs> 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 oh, those of you I'm that can't it. see, this is the coolest notepad. It's a cat with like a winter's hat wrapped around its head. Oh my it's god. It's definitely a complete drawing, it's not a real thing. No no cats are actually hurting them
1: but <laughs> like, taking, but they've probably
0: tuned out by now. <laughs> And that's it
1: scary sharing is scary <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening
2: There's the coolest notepad. It's a cat with like a winter's hat wrapped around its head. Oh my god, definitely a complete drawing! It's not a real thing. No, no cats are actually harmed in the photo photo taking, but
1: they've probably tuned out by now,
0: (laughs) anyways. Uh, All right, and that's it. We'll
1: we'll see you guys next
0: time. Because
1: scary sharing is scary and all that
2: stuff. (laughs) Thanks for (laughs) listening.
1: Yay, um.